You're listening to The Sauropod, and I'm Shushma Naik. And I'm Catherine Sherlock. And I'm Justin Zeppa. And this is The Snooze. This is The Snooze. Sauropod News. And now, here's the latest from yesterday. Reporting to you live via recording from a kitchen in the North Atlantic, it's Sauropod News. We now send you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zeppa. Catherine Sherlock, thank you so much for that fantastic intro. You always nail the intro, but this one was especially spicy and I appreciate it. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, Catherine. Hi, thank you. Over there on the other end of the table, Shrishma Naik. Hello. Hey. What's up, snooze crew? Shrishma just got her second wind and she is feeling groovy. And over here on the other side of the table, Mr. Detefoss Bergman. Bergman. I don't, know, I don't know how many wins I've had, but uh, it's a fair few. <laughs> Detefoss has been uh, indoctrinated into um, the ways of the snooze crew. That involves um, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> I have noticed. Alcohol, I'm certainly not uh, inebriated in any fashion. Prior to um, <laughs> whatsoever. No, it has not in- mm. inhibited my my mm. vocal capabilities. I'm not slightest. sure anything would do that. <laughs> well, and here we are. <laughs> Uh, I think that about says it all. Guys, uh, today's a, sort of a, a sad day, and I just wanted to make a note of it, though. But little Richard died today. Mm. So for the people listening at home, they'll hear this in like is a month or Is that the dog? Or or no, <laughs> just, just little Richard. Uh, Richard Penniman. He was a, a founding pillar of rock and roll. If you like to rock, was he a you drummer? like to roll. Well, he was a singer. He was a uh, hot shit piano player. Mm. Tutti Frutti. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long Tall Sally. Ready Teddy. I mean, I like, really have no idea what, what? you're talking about. This is not the little Richard that I was thinking about. What? What are you thinking? I don't know who. You don't know when, who little Richard is? No. When you guys said little Richard, I had someone else in my mind. Um, Describe who you had in your mind. <laughs> A tall man. No, no, just describe. A tall yeah. man, ja- man, tall James. man standing not, in a hole. A I mean, what? So little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dicky, if you want. Uh. <laughs> Stand up. Ooh. So, so, so little Richard is uh, mm. is is a founding father of of rock and roll. Okay, you know. So if okay. there's Elvis, there is little Richard. Okay, and maybe like Jerry Lee Lewis, mm. that kind of thing. But he was always fucking his cousin, so it's okay. kind of. But uh, is it discounted because of that? Because uh, no, it's I'm pretty sure that some major players in the musical history were fucking their cousins. Just couldn't <laughs> and stop, in fact, though. I think it was preferred back in the day in Austria. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he uh, he has arguably the hotbed of rock and roll. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> At court in Austria, yeah, definitely the Austrian Delta. Yeah, ooh man, a lot of soul down there. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis has the the coolest nickname in rock. His name is Killer. Everybody okay. calls him Killer, and he is okay. still alive. He's like the last one of the old guard who is still alive. Is he alive? He's oh, fucking he alive. Just, he How? passed away. Is what you said? No, no, no. Oh. Little Richard just passed away. Oh, who are you saying is alive? Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Okay. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Yes. Whole lot of shaking going on. Okay. Um, Wasn't that shaking Stevens? Oh, Jesus. This is Little Richard. And what's important to know is, is he that ready? He's ready, Teddy. <laughs> he was. Not so much. He's anymore. ready for, for the afterlife. You guys remember, uh, Justin, I know you remember the movie Back to the Future. Of course. What is that? I can uh, recite it to you verbatim. Who was the, who, in the first movie, he he played a song, he he went to the, okay, it was Huey Lewis. No, you're talking about Johnny B. Good, right? Johnny B. Good. Yeah, Yeah. by Chuck Berry, who's another pillar of American rock and roll. Okay. So these guys were, were very successful in the 50s, and then rock and roll kind of faded into the background until the lads from Liverpool, the Beatles, showed up. Wow. Ah, okay. To re-rock everybody. He goes on and on about those. Lucy, <laughs> like a diamond in the sky. I mean, sky. I'm just not wrong, so I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> They're not really rock and roll, are they? They're more like folky be- ballad yeah. people. You the don't know Beatles anything about spiritual. anything. <laughs> eh. <laughs> oh, I like Catherine's input uh, there. <laughs> what was that, Catherine? Eh. That's fine. I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's fine. Uh... <laughs> 
seven hundred million albums sold will argue otherwise. But what the fuck well, do I know? Well, you want me to make my case Beatles. here? How many people have bought albums with you two? Well, nearly the same amount. That's not true at all. Um, anyway, you can't trust people. People listen to Coldplay, you two, and and vote I for mean, Trump. I mean, your whole uh, continent fucking follows Eurovision, which is filled with trash. We from did just the do a Eurovision. Just Thank you, Trishma. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, did we already do it, or are we doing it later? It's hard to tell. It's, hard to, it's hard to tell. Either, either way, we'll time, do it. Time is an illusion. Week, when I come to these it tapes, is fluid, when like I get around things. <laughs> Well, <laughs> if we haven't done the Eurovision thing, mm. then uh, I have no idea what we're talking about currently. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. uh, R- uh, Little Richard is important because uh, the way he's singing there, nobody sang like that before. So, that becomes gotcha. a very standard rock and roll voice and up-tempo, taking the blues, gospel, up-tempo, and inventing rock and roll, basically. Okay. The architect of rock and roll. Also became a weird pop culture figure if you grew up in the United States, as I did in the late 80s, early 90s. For whatever reason, uh, culture started to re-embrace the early uh, rock and rollers, especially Little Richard, who was alive. Elvis was dead by that point. But like he would show up on like Full House. Oh, um, okay. He showed up on like the Jaleel White Urkel special. He was in a 1980, I think, 88 movie called Purple People Eater. But I just have oh, to stop you right Peter here. Yeah. Uh, Catherine made a face when we said Urkel. Do you mm. not know who Urkel is? Mm-mm. I only know it from <gasps> The Simpsons. <gasps> no. Let me ask you this, Catherine. Got any cheese? Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you something else. Uh, but I bought cheese with me this evening. No, no, no. no. Let me ask you this. Fine cave cheddar. <laughs> very, very British thing to do. Did I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? I, I'm not sure. Did Steve you? Urkel was a cultural phenomenon in the United States He's of America. He's a small man, right? So if oh, you, but I only know this from the small. Simpsons. Okay, so let me let me contextualize for you. So there was a sitcom. You know sitcoms, right? Situation uh, comedies, yeah. a half hour telly comedies, right? On, I've heard of on the, the telly, right? Such things, yeah. Yes. So Steptoe and Son, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> um, so. There was a show called Family Matters, which was actually a, a spinoff of a show called Perfect Strangers. And it was a... Uh, oh, Perfect Strangers was... I enjoyed Perfect Strangers. Larry and Balky, right? Yes. And they lived in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, li- Cousin Larry worked for the Chicago, Chicago Tribune. Chicago. Chica- <laughs> the old Chicago Tribune. And uh, he worked with Harriet Winslow. Okay. Who I oh. think operated the uh, Winslow? That yeah. sounds like I didn't from know the UK. this connection. That's yeah, right. Very it's, interesting. It's a it, okay. there was a, so like Family Matters was like a backdoor pilot off of uh, Perfect, Perfect Strangers, Strangers. Okay. and I think she was an elevator operator. If I'm not mistaken, I can't. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Anyway, that's an occupation I would like to delve into mm. much deeper, like the the finer details of there are so elevator operator. So many buttons that you have to memorize yeah, and like, be able to read. But you have to be also able to. Not read the buttons, but read the people. People. What do the people want? Do the people want to tell you where they want to go? No. You should know where they're going. Mm -hmm. Yes. And once you know, can you announce it? Going up. Going down. No, no you, you no, shouldn't no. have. To, I you mean, just, if you're, you just you no, have that's a part the, of the it. The subtlety though. in the class. To it's just a career. Push the button. It's an art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm being operated on by a, an elevator operator, I don't want the elevator operator to announce to me what he's thought that I am thinking. Why are you being operated on by an elevator operator? I think what he's Pretty trying to say is that he's living it up while he's going down, <laughs> loving an elevator. <laughs> All right? in, in the most American way of saying it, then yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the Wins- Harriet Winslow lives also lives in Chicago and her uh, husband, uh, Carl, is a police officer with Chicago PD and uh, they've got some precocious kids. They've got uh, their, their eldest, Eddie, Yes. He's kind of a fuck up son, right? And then they've got uh, Laura Winslow. She's got it all going for her. She's uh, she's smart. She's good looking. And How she's, old is she? She's uh, you know varies from um, high school to uh, college. Yeah. we'll say over the course mm, of the okay. show. And then so there's she's not a sexual interest in the in the show. Oh, she, she's, she, she's she one became for, sexy for uh, sure. Steve for but Steve. It's a bit dodgy. It's a bit cocky. No, no, no. It's not dodgy. It's it's pretty straightforward. It's uh, Laura looks good. Laura looks. Good, Laura but Winslow. she's also just fifteen. No, well, I mean, maybe when the show starts, but by the time it ends, 
She's 18. It's all right. Mm. Good it's to go. <laughs> Ready. This, this, was, this was an institution of a show. This was on for probably seven, eight, maybe yeah. nine seasons. It was mm. on for a long time. All right. And then there was a second daughter. Uh, I can't remember her name. But I she, don't remember. She ends up just getting written off the show. She just stops appearing mm. at a certain point. And then there's Aunt Rachel and then Little Richie, who is uh, Rachel's son. So, again, the Little Richard connection uh, ties in here neatly without really expecting to. Anyway, they live next door to this family called the Urkels. And their neighbor is Steve Urkel, who's this kid who wears really high-waisted jeans and suspenders, nerdy glasses. And uh, he becomes quite a character. And so he is in love with Laura Winslow and he comes over and Carl Winslow, the dad, he just hates Steve Urkel. And he's just like, Steve, get out of my house. (laughs) And Steve Urkel, though, he's uh, he's lovable. I want to show you a picture, I guess. But he basically wins the hearts of the whole family. And, he uh, means well. He means well. He's like one of those. What do you mean he means well? He <laughs> wants to put his Urkel he's like, penis he's like the in the daughter nerd. of the of the family. Basically, and somehow, True. somehow True. he he means well. But he has to overcome <laughs> his own awkwardness to do so. Uh, well, and he does that by actually building a machine. Well he's, done. He, well done. <laughs> I mean, isn't that life though? <laughs> so Steve Urkel's a nerd, right? So he builds a machine where he transforms himself. His personality. He steps inside the machine, and when he pops out, he is Stefan Urkel, and he is super suave. Anyway, this is uh, Steve Urkel. Okay. And his catchphrase was, did I do that? Because he's also clumsy, right? So he's always knocking shit over and falling into coffee tables and whatnot. Yeah, I only know this from references. Yeah, so now you know. The more you know, the more you grow. And the more you grow, the more you show. And the more you flow. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we get on? Drink to that. Right. Scowl. Scowl. What's the uh, English for scowl? Pure ass. All right. (laughs) Catherine Sherlock, what is the first snooze item of the evening? File under snooze dossier type heists, art, and otherwise. Okay, all right. This is actually uh, heists. Excellent. Mm. This is a rare follow-up to a story we've already reported on with the snooze. But we recall last time we were talking about the Van Gogh, the stolen Van Gogh. Oh, yes. So the Guardian reporting Dateline This is April 22nd So just a couple of weeks ago Mm. What was that? What was that? This was This is a dig at your propensity for choosing not recent so news. Yeah. Articles. Okay. I'll tell you what. Right now it is May. This was reported in April. Okay. So that is. I, I would like to point okay. out that it's early May. Mm. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I, all right. Well, are, I mean, are, are you sure? I mean, I'm, can anybody I'm, be sure? I'm. No, it's probably not early May. It's probably late May or early. By the time June. they hear it. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We might be putting off fireworks for the 4th of July at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So, happy 4th of July. I've heard that's a big thing oh, it's in, huge. The, in the Americas. So, mm. Mexicans, happy 4th of July. <laughs> uh, Venezuelans, happy 4th of July. And and anybody from Brazil, mm-hmm. definitely. I hope you guys are all practicing uh, the required social distancing norms. Of course. Because in Iceland, I think they've all gone out the window. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Icelanders are basically like the sun is out. Fuck this yeah, shit. It's OG time. It's very, very good that this whole COVID thing happened in February <laughs> yeah. because Icelanders just needed a good reason to stay at home. Exactly. Oh, yeah, man. Window with us. But uh, once, I mean, imagine if it happened in May when oh the sun God. is out and the fucking weather is at a scorching seven degrees centigrade. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that is bikini weather. It actually is. <laughs> it was at like 700 degrees Fahrenheit or something I'm actually like that. wearing a bikini currently. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> my ankles are showing and everything. <laughs> I, have dre- I have an actual dress on. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin. Sorry. Caught on video how Van Gogh painting was stolen in Sledgehammer Ooh. Raid. Sledgehammer Raid. Ooh. So they caught, the, they caught the act... 
Or they caught... It's on video. Thief arrived on motorcycle and smashed through reinforced glass doors, escaping with the Parsonage Garden, that's the name of the painting, tucked under arm. So, this is uh, courtesy of... Eh, no byline here. This is just straight up news news. A Dutch crime show has aired security footage revealing how an art thief smashed his way through reinforced glass doors at a museum with a sledgehammer, raced into the building, and ran out with a precious Vincent van Gogh painting tucked under his right arm. The thief, who arrived on a motorcycle, stole van Gogh's The Parsonage Garden at Nuinen in spring 1884. I'm sorry, what? What? It's at in spring 1884 from the singer Lair Museum in the early hours of 30th March. Nobody has been arrested in the theft and the painting, which was on loan from another Dutch museum, as we discussed. Uh, the Groninger Museum, when it was stolen, is still missing. I believe it's pronounced Groninger. Yeah. That's more accurate. Potato, potato. <laughs> Groninger. <laughs> but they never got to the reason why this this fellow yep. decided to take a sledgehammer and basically steal this particular painting. It's true. The singer Laren, or as some people would say, the Zinger <laughs> managing director, Everett von Oss, <laughs> stressed the footage did not show all of the burglary. The burglar broke through a number of doors and several layers of security that had been approved by security experts, Van Oss said. Not the f- that improved, it would seem. <laughs> the footage released does not therefore allow any conclusions to be drawn as to the quality of security at Zinkalaren. <laughs> Police said Wednesday that 56 tips streamed in from the public as a result of the show. They said it was not clear if the thief acted alone. Police are also seeking information about a white van filmed driving past the museum. Do you all want to see this video? Yes. Thank you. I have not watched it. I am going to show it to you. We're going to watch it live together. But what was it about this painting? It was an early Van Gogh. But why did he feel? I think I think it was stolen to order. Yeah. Okay. But who ordered it? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Oh, there is music. Oh, this is, this is a Eurovision. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> is this the Netherlands entry into Eurovision? Okay. A thief has made off with a prize painting. I have some fatty pork in my mouth. He is running in. Difficult to That's chew. That's because you're not watching the video. Running just, in. Just swallow. Checking the. Trying to get in. That's what he said. <laughs> We're better than that. Come on. How are we though? Stop attempting to chew. He has just kicked that door in. No arrest, mate. There he is. He's in a, it. Looks like the gift shop, <laughs> and he's running out with it just tucked under his arm. Look at that wiener go. What? I missed the wiener. That's a pretty shit painting, though. Yeah, yeah, Why are we quoting the Guardian here? That doesn't seem like that's a, a legitimate source for. That, that's for not the a legitimate crew. source for the snooze. No, I mean, of course just, it is. is it? <laughs> Frankly, anything. Is. Anything is pretty legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have such high standards. I thought we were working on an Iceland monitor and, and, and oh. quality establishments. Like, can that. I tell oh. you something? Actually, it's. A, I'm glad that you brought this up as you stuff luncheon meats into your mouth. <laughs> um, not only meats, but also crackers. Crackers. There they are, as if there was any doubt. Uh, the Iceland Monitor, I got to tell you, since the last time we were doing snooze on Reykjavik tonight, uh, they've really improved their game. I think we may have shamed them into better reporting because there is not the same old, like, reindeer breaks into the police station, shits all over, you know, like, or... Uh, what was that about the cat that was the <laughs> detective cat yeah. on Sniffle's Nest? Oh, the cat murders, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where the, you know, mm. blow drying of genitals proceeds apace at local <laughs> pools. You know, like, what? <laughs> but yeah, what? this is. So, what, what, what you're saying is that the, <laughs> is the snooze has a positive impact. I, impact I think we it. shame them into just like, look, if you don't want to fuel us making reports. fun of your reporting. <laughs> <laughs> and we I weren't making fun of their reporting, well, we were, we were just reporting on the rating on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Van Oss said the museum would draw lessons from the theft, but at the moment, however, the only thing that matters is that the footage should yield useful tips. Oh, my God. And that the painting should be returned undamaged to the... I don't think that painting is ever going to be returned. Mm. I think it's kind of crazy that he went through the gift shop. No, but he went through with a hammer and, like, 
there was no like immediate response so clearly it's not that important of a pain he was booking i mean he was scampering but still like he went in with a hammer he wants it so he just I, likes it yeah maybe he just likes it i think there's some he is some personal it to connection Shh, is there anything maybe he was out of rolling papers <laughs> mm, well. yeah. cracked it cracked it wide open <laughs> do you know anything about the van gogh code Van Gogh code? Yeah, no, because uh, we were speculating I mean, before. I mean, about if if we're in the if we're in the sort of improvisational uh, spirit uh, mood, then we're, yes, we're not. Oh. I'm definitely <laughs> I know everything about it. And, and yeah, thank you. <laughs> Glad we got that covered, Catherine Sherlock. When what? are we not in the? Improvisational mode, though. We yes. are always there, and. and <laughs> we will we will remain there <laughs> Catherine Sherlock what is the anyway and before okay any thoughts on the Van Gogh not really okay <laughs> I kind of got sidetracked kind of I have to admit <laughs> <laughs> they have a video of the guy they do and scampering. they still haven't caught him like yep. Seems like a general failure of the the, the system. Police. Yeah, I feel like it's a poor piece of snooze. I feel like it's actual <laughs> news, <laughs> and, oh, it's, and it's it makes me long for for high-minded uh, sci-fi snooze of of like trying to block out the sun from a uh, Kazakhstan village or something like. That. All right, well, Ooh. just hold on to your hat, Bucko, <laughs> Catherine Sherlock. What is the next snooze item? Firelander, snooze dossier type, shipwrecks, mm. romantic and otherwise. That's right, Catherine. Eat shit, Dentifoss. <laughs> Dateline, May I'm 7th. I'm currently eating it. Yes. <laughs> MLive.com news. That's right. This is local for me for uh, where I grew up in Michigan. Michigan. Mm. Home Michigan. Of, home of coronavirus. I'm proud of it. Talking about Michigan and coronavirus, is there like an yeah. actual active community in Michigan of like pro coronavirus people? Uh, according to the Apparently. protesting, yeah, and they are heavily armed too, so <laughs> beware. But Michigan or Detroit? Mm -hmm. No, no. Okay, I got my um, states mixed up. State of Detroit. <laughs> Those are the same things. Yeah, Michigan and Detroit. Never mind. Please continue. <laughs> Piece of 1872 shipwreck linked to pirate legend emerges near Sleeping Bear Dunes. I've been to the Ooh. dunes, actually. And how do you feel about them? I am a big fan of sand dunes. I, I feel the major quality of sand dunes is that if you are on top of them, it doesn't matter how you get down. You just sort of toss yourself <laughs> and, and there will be some nice soft sand to catch you. Dune jumping is the thing and you just flail, flail your way down a dune. It's fucking lovely. Mm -hmm. Is a, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know what the map, honestly, I don't know what you know. So, so think is, of a is, hand is and another hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like and near a the finger. Coast, yeah, there's a finger and the like this stray finger. There's like Detroit is here in between the fingers. Think of the cleavage of the fingers. Detroit is is in the first finger cleavage. Think of putting two of those fingers in a and then in the other, other one. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. We're better than that. We're better than that. Thank you for tonight. I think we've actually no, shown available. we are not in any way. I think we're worse than that. Ugh. No, so wait, wait. Is Michigan anywhere near like uh, the coast? Michigan is. Yeah, a, yeah. Michigan is a, on the coast. Actually, it's on the. Shut up. Dad. No, it is. There's like a big piece of. There's a large body of water which Michigan borders. Not the. Yes. The, I'm not wrong. So Michigan is a peninsula. Okay. So it is surrounded on three sides okay. by the Great Lakes. Okay. Which are, if you stand next to them, uh, basically look like, look like the sea. They're that big. Okay. They're huge, right? Okay. But, but like, is it access water. to the ocean? Like there is. The no, yeah, yeah. It's the the St. Lawrence Seaway, and so you would have Isn't to. Is that through the through the Mississippi River? Mm, no, the Mississippi. There was some river that is like was diverted the wrong way around through Chicago uh, from the Big Lakes, right? Am I just I talking bullshit don't here? Know that the Mississippi goes through Chicago? Uh, maybe not Mississippi, but one of those rivers. What am I like uh, a geographer? Shit up! <laughs> I don't know. Gale force winds may have driven a two-masted schooner named the Jenny and Annie to its deadly demise near Empire nearly 150 years ago. 
But Mother Nature has a way of unearthing pieces of this shipwreck every few years as a maritime history lesson. And as we've learned in the past, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Heavy wave action and shifting sands have again brought a piece of the 137-foot wooden ship's wreckage to float at the shoreline along Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. So you are not familiar with the, the no. sand dunes. Okay. No. So uh, Michigan sat right underneath the glacier that was uh, over the continent of North America okay. during the Ice Age, the last Ice okay. Age. Gotcha. Okay. And as the uh, glacier receded, it left behind... Uh, the Great Lakes. So that's okay. where you get your fresh water. Okay. And then part of the Great Lakes, there's a huge uh, sand dune. It is massive and it's just... It feels it's very sand. much out of place. So it's, as a yeah. native of Michigan, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen any of these shipwrecks before in your like the, adventures? I've or? been to museums that okay. uh, talk about and celebrate the various shipwrecks because the Great Lakes were a real hub of shipping activity yeah. forever. So... Famously, there's a gentleman called Gordon Lightfoot. He's a Canadian singer-songwriter, and he wrote a song called The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, mm. which is uh, very famous in the region and was a hit in the 1970s. Famous for being really long, like eight minutes long, and having no chorus. It's just a ballad, <laughs> a powerful ballad about a shipwreck that happened in the lake that they call Gitchigumi. <laughs> I feel like we should uh, have all the participants here at some point describe their vision of Michigan because we have a lot of Michigan <laughs> listeners I'm assuming we do we do it's true because like all the things I know about Michigan is some gloves <laughs> and and really shit red wine from the Michigan wine country this is true some, sometimes it's made of cherries it's yeah, cherry also, country, the cherry yeah. wine wasn't actually bad but the red in, wine was terrible <laughs> Does it come in a box? Does it come in a box? If you want it. No, but Franzia is available at your local Meijer. Okay. Uh, Okay. And I felt like that there was a, there was a animosity between the lower glove people to the upper glove people. Yeah. So there are two, there are two peninsulas actually. There's the, there's the glove. And if you talk. So what is, so they make gloves in Michigan? No, no. It's just (laughs) Michigan Michigan is shaped like a hand, right? Mm. Shaped like a glove. Okay. I'm with you guys now. It's the lower peninsula. And then there's the upper peninsula, which is like that. Separated by a lake. Right. And then so Lake Michigan is over here. Lake Huron is over here. And in between the peninsulas, you have the Mackinac uh, Mackinac Bridge, which is a five mile long suspension bridge. Looks kind of like Golden Gate Bridge, but it's actually longer, I believe. Golden Gate is taller. Mackinac Bridge is longer. Very impressive. The yeah, Straits of Mackinac. It actually is. It actually is. I've it's, been there. You've been. Have you've you seen been? it. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I went there with uh, your um, uh, human female. Okay, Doctor Girlfriend. Yes, Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and it, it's a it's a bridge so large. You know, it's an engineering marvel, really, because uh, the weather up there gets real pretty sticky, pretty it gets ugly, pretty cold there, fucking cold and windy. So, at least compared to well, if you if you go by the wine, uh, the weather is going to be pretty shitty. ice wine. They call it ice <laughs> yeah. wine. And uh, so, if you live in the lower peninsula. The up people in the upper peninsula will call you a troll because you live under the bridge. Mm. The trolls. And if you live in the upper peninsula, you're called a youper. Ah, yes. Which is uh, a play on the UP or upper peninsula. But they're nearly Wisconsin people up there, right? They are. They tend. The Upers tend to be uh, fans of the Green Bay Packers, and oh, who are in okay. Wisconsin. And then the Trolls will be your Detroit Lions fans. Mm. And, and what are you? Football. Where do you fall on this? Uh, I don't like football, and the Lions are the worst team in the history of professional are. sports. So, <laughs> don't care. Do not care. They're they're an atrocity. Okay. Anyway, so lots of shipwrecks, though. Yeah. Famous for shipwrecks, okay. lighthouses. There's a real uh, maritime culture in Michigan. Okay. I would say. Maritime, even though there's no uh, access to the actual mar, mar- marine, marine, mar, mar. I mean, I'm sure the lake. Sea. No, not Sp- Spanish for ocean is mar, or French is uh, mar. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's not. I don't know if it's specific to the sea. Mm. So you think maritime would refer to any sort of. Uh, water-based uh, exploration. I'm going to refer to my dictionary here. <laughs> the dictionator. Oh, you know what? I'm mistaken. Connected to the sea in relation to navigation mm-hmm. of or relating mm-hmm. to the sea. 
Score one for you. And we'll have a salami to celebrate that. Okay. <laughs> please so stuff, this please stuff your face with more <laughs> sweet meats. Meat. <laughs> so, nautical. What about nautical? Can I use that? I'm pretty sure that's also oceanic. Oh, fuck off. I mean, it's seek. <laughs> seek. I like it. Yeah, I guess, okay. I guess see it Nautical is correct. Of or relating to sailors, ships, or navigation. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll give okay. you that. Thank you. And I'll take it. Okay. So. I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about the shipwreck, shipwreck that was found. Yeah. All right. So Kim Kelderhouse, curator of collections for the nearby Leelanau Historical Society Museum, heard the schooner's pieces had made a reappearance recently. She and her husband set out for a walk along the beach to see if they could spot them. They saw a big chunk of the wreck floating in Lake Michigan just off the shore. The past is still very much a part of our world, and shipwrecks are a tangible reminder of that, said Kelderhouse. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, but what's really interesting is the pirate aspect. We got to get to the pirate yeah. part. So wait, several wait, where paragraphs. Where is this reported? Sorry, the Guardian. Oh, no. um, M-, M Live. M Live is uh, Michigan Live. Yeah, but yeah. It's a. It's a. Very is that the Guardian of Michigan? Kind of. Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. They report on the goings on of. Uh, it's kind of like your Iceland monitor of Michigan. Of Michigan, compared to Guardian. Correct. Excellent. <laughs> So, let's find out about this pirate aspect here. So, there's a pirate was thing it happening? Yeah. Hopefully. See, now you're intrigued by this news. Now you're engaged with the program. This is where yeah. we need you to be. Was it Blackbeard ship? Queen Anne's Revenge. No, that's down at Ocracoke Bay. Uh, We've already spoken about this. I know. I forgot which where that one was versus this one. Okay. Is there a beard uh, tradition in Michigan? A beard tradition? Yeah. Do you have like a like a specific beard that's uh, been very popular in in Michi- Michi history? His- history Mish? I, <laughs> I can't think of one in particular. No, uh, just assume a grizzled sea captain, right? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sort of, sort of uh, scruffy. Yeah, <laughs> and bad tempered. Yes, um, bad tempered, taciturn. Mm. Kind of stoic. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pirate tale. Here we go. So this is like way down in the article. So we may have missed some information. Actually, we literally missed most of the information. While it may not have had any real connection to the Jenny and Annie, which is the name of the ship, we've already determined. Not, Jenny and Annie. Not okay. some ladies. There is a Great Lakes pirate tale that is associated with this wreck, according to Park Records. I would like to interrupt here. I feel that... I'll allow it. I'll, <laughs> I feel that male names are are not represented uh, sufficiently. Why? Are you in, not happy with the fact that you guys ships. have like everything else? Like, leave the ship names to us, bruh. I mean, I, I think if we want equality, no. we have to go for like so equality. So you want to take the ship names from us? Yeah, too. man. I want a ship <laughs> named John. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna. And the gonna MSS John. <laughs> well, I just told you about the Gordon Lightfoot song, "The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald." Oh. Edmund Fitzgerald. That's a. That's pretty male. Come on. Is that a male name? Edmund. Yeah. Yes. I thought there was a girl name. Edna, the wreck of the Edna ah. Fitzgerald. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I, I stand, think I took her to I, prime. I, I stand corrected. I stand. Uh, um, uh, Just sit down. Take a load off. Lady splained. <laughs> Woman splained. Uh, I don't think that, that's more like you just stealing our mansplained thing. Womsplained. Well, like you guys do most things. No, I mean us. we've really worked hard at the mansplaining and and oh. trying to please explain to her how hard we've worked. <laughs> yeah, like please mansplain to me. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, how mansplaining works. <laughs> well, it's when uh, kind of gone. <laughs> No, I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, really. I'm gonna stay quiet. Here. Do we need a, a Bechtel break where the two ladies talk to each other about something that's not man related? <laughs> you have one minute starting now. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the loop. I think we should go back to the article. Okay, you've waived your right to I a Bechtel waved, break. I okay, it'll, it'll right. come back. It'll I like come, the concept though. When you like the Bechtel we'll bring it back up. We'll bring it back up. <laughs> Uh, while it may not have any real connection to the Jenny and Annie, there is a Great Lakes pirate tale that is associated with this wreck, according to Park Records. This lore is tied to a northern Michigan, quote-unquote, pirate named Joe Perry, who, I'm sorry, is just the guitar player for the band Aerosmith. <laughs> is that a Michigan band? It's not, No, they're from Boston. 
All oh, right. Uh, are they are Boston they strong? famous or they are fa- the Aerosmiths? Yeah, yeah. We've already referenced them in this show. Oh, Loving an elevator, know. living it up when I'm going down. All right. <laughs> they also did the uh, the album Get a Grip, which has like four amazing ballads. One is called Crying. One is called Crazy. One is called Amazing. <laughs> that sounds and like a, that sounds like a teenage boy going through the motions. <laughs> they uh, famous for I think I, it's only three ballads. Actually, I feel like that might have been their general audience. <laughs> They're, Probably, actually, yeah. They were yeah. famous. Not that I know of them at all. You don't know of Aerosmith? Who? What? Shut up! <laughs> that cannot be possible. It's, you, I didn't believe you know this. who Aerosmith are. Walk this way. Talk this way? Yeah, that's them. Uh, I mean, it's just a pretty sort of standard <laughs> thing of saying. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to stay awake. There we go. <laughs> yep, they did that one too. <laughs> I, I thought that was a Liv Tyler song. I mean, he made a beautiful baby. That's the thing is that, I mean, if you were a a young American man in the early 1990s, that was fuel for all kinds of uh, solo escapades for you when that video with her and Alicia Silverstone pawing at each other came on. It just went on forever, mm. and it was it couldn't go on. I have to too admit, long. I was never really that into her. I felt she was really? too tall. Liv Tyler. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering uh, with our with our fans of tall men. Like, if you were to go gay, like, would you go for tall ladies as well? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a general question you know, to never, the audience. I've never actually thought about it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So this shipwreck in Michigan. So Joe Perry, the pirate, who right. is also the lead guitar player for the band Aerosmith and does, in fact, dress kind of like a pirate, hmm. uh, who supposedly worked the Manitou Passage area along the modern day Sleeping Bear Dunes. In 1861, Perry lived near North Bar Lake, then called Perry's Lake. <laughs> Coincidence? Hmm. I'll yeah. leave it to you. I mean, if, if there was a lake named Detifor's Lake... I would live next to that. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. He reportedly would lure vessels ashore with a light, then plunder them after abandonment by the crew. So how does that play out then? He's got his lantern. He's swinging his lantern. People on boats are like, what's up with that lantern? And then he kind of hides in the bushes or whatever. And they they get up and they're just like, I don't see that light. I would have thought. Let's just walk the rest of the way. I would have thought that the ocean going or or lake going people would have said like, oh, there's a light. Let's avoid that. That probably means there's land there, uh, maybe like a lighthouse. So let's yeah, exactly. not. But I don't I mean, think I thought that's that was human a tradition. nature. Like if you see light in the middle of the ocean, you're gonna go towards it. I would have no, thought no, no, no. 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 Usually but that means there's a an, an, an a hazardous area. Yes, unless it's a flare. In which case, you want to go to them because it's probably Jack and Rose hanging onto that door, oh right? Oh, God. Mm. There's no room. room. Room for one. That Rose which one would you have done, Jack or Rose? Jack. Rose. Leonardo, I think I would have done Leonardo Jack. in Titanic was, uh, for me, like... But he's not very tall. That's okay. In the movie, he he'll, looked tall. He'll do. He'll in the do. movie, he looked tall. <laughs> he came I would have, I would have done Jack. I would have done Jack all I the way. I would have done Jack, too. He'd reach around and everything. Absolutely. Would you um, have him draw you first? Oh, Hell yeah. Topless. For the romantic <laughs> part of it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a fainting couch? I, that is definitely the major part of this. I would have felt so erotic, and uh, I wouldn't have draw been able to control me, myself afterwards. <laughs> Take me to that Model T down in storage. Take me, Jack. Take me. So, uh, Leo, if you're actually listening, I mean, still, nowadays, I'd do you. So, Tropolito, come on. He would do it, but he would be wearing headphones that play whale sounds. That's how how he operates. That's the rumor. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, it doesn't really follow up on the Joe Perry aspect. So Joe Perry then <laughs> went, on, went on to form Aerosmith. I'll fill it in. I mean... Yeah, I'll fill in the rest. Joined Steven Tyler. His descendants went on to... Brad Whitford and uh, the other guys in the group. I feel like you're very, very knowledgeable about the Aerosmith. Aerosmith? I'm an American man. I mean, that's <laughs> part of my heritage. I know about Aerosmith. I know of them. Toys in the Attic. Through Bruce Willis. Eat the Rich. Yeah. Jenny got a gun. Right? That's a movie, though. That uh, what was the movie? <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon. 
the best I've, movie of 1998. I feel like I've watched every time that movie plays on TV somewhere, I will watch it all the way through. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? I think I've watched that movie. It was a like, fucking great movie. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It is, it is by one of the, well, not one of the best filmmakers in America. But you didn't it like Rise of Skywalker. It is by the major filmmaker of America. Brooks? Jerry Bruckheimer? Well, he was the... Michael pr- Bay. Yeah, there you Michael go. Bay. Michael Bay Michael all day. Bay. Michael okay. Bay is the best filmmaker of America after anybody that does a Fast and Furious film. <laughs> <laughs> Those Transformer movies are unwatchable. <laughs> well, yeah, one. I haven't watched them. The so. first one. The first one was good. Uh, Tran- the first Transformers? There was a good scene in it. There was like where 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 the lady with the tits was washing the car. That was a very <laughs> decent scene. The lady as, with the tits. As, as uh, Catherine Sherlock was just <laughs> demonstrating here. <laughs> but she was into my mind there. She really knew what I, what I was going to say. I knew where you were going. <laughs> I must say, I l- enjoyed the first Transformer. After that, I don't know. They kind of <laughs> fell off a little bit. Um, Michael Bay did <laughs> no direct edits, did no direct uh, Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two. So, and, and Bad Boys for Life. Did I don't see think it? he no. produced the third one. <laughs> no, I'm not quite sure. No. I feel like he, he, he washed direct. his hands off it by yeah. this point. He also directed uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, that's a shit The movie. Rock. The Rock is actually that, The good. Rock is good. And uh, several meatloaf Sean music Connery? videos, including I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. <laughs> so, there's been a lot of scoffing love. coming from the other side of the table there, where the British contingency has been. And sitting. the video for I Touch yeah. Myself by the Divinals. Wow. Oh, okay. Michael Bay. What's his final? Well, there was a couple of films by Michael Bay. Is he Michigan? Is he from Michigan? Oh, God. I don't think so. You don't want to like claim a- this man? He was born in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, of Fair enough. All these California. Anyway, he's got a couple of good ones. The Island and Pain and Gain is actually, like, unironically, an entertaining film. All right. <laughs> okay. It has Mark Wahlberg in it. And, and The, the Rock. Rock. God, no, yeah. then. No. Listen. So, so, when it comes to Tall Men, how's The Rock doing for I'm you? I'm okay. I'm on The Rock's team. You're on I, The Rock's team. I, w- I could... Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm, on, the I'm, a, yeah, I'm yeah. on The Rock team, but I yeah, don't yeah. think I'd do The Rock. <laughs> I like. would. <laughs> Justin, Sorry, what's, Justin. Uh, what's your view on The Rock? Would you do him? He seems like a nice man, but no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't you, do him. I think man. he'd... I think he'd make sweet love to you, you and then make you pancakes. Aww. Aww. I, I think, think he would. I think there would be a, like a good meal, like a follow-up meal involved. Yeah, yeah. He'd would, be. There would be those like he'd protein be a gentle pancakes. Gentle and good though. lover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you seen his cheat meals on Instagram? His I cheat meals not, on Instagram no. are pretty fucking epic. <laughs> well, I'm actually literally immediately gonna put him on Instagram here. <laughs> He's under the rock or Dwayne. Dwayne Johnston. Dwayne Johnston. While you're looking that up, uh, Shrishma, let's take a break here. And do you have any hot snakes for the program I today? Do you do. Oh, should we play your theme song? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hot snakes for the Hot snakes for the love. Shrishma's got herself some real hot snakes. Hot snakes. All right, it's that time of the program. Time. <laughs> time of the day it's not the day it's the evening it's that time of the show time of the night <laughs> where shrishma knight gives us her hottest takes the shrishma knight takes we call them the hot snakes what do you got shrish as always i have so much to say about so many things going on in the world today um but you know with like with the way like we've had so much time at home because of like um the rona and this that and the other um and so much time to just like I've just been really lazy so I haven't gone outside and nobody's been really trying to get me outside (laughs) I've been lazy too but you know there's been a lot of scrolling action on the phone going on Mm, yeah and um I think one of the things that you know in in um all of the stuff that we read around the coronavirus and the study and there there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on guys and um true True. uh, so many and so Mm -hmm. today i would call them theories not conspiracy theories like there are some really really good contenders there right so so my hot snake for today and it's just because like clearly you know not going into like the details of everything but just from from the surface of what i understand i think bill gates 
is an evil genius guys and this is all his master plot to yeah to what take end? over the world i mean he d- he d- he's d- like pinky no no he's the brain and we're all his little pinkies. He did try and he did try and probe the world maybe See? 10 10 years ago where he said See? like this is going to happen and nobody reacted and he said like what the fuck yeah uh, it's fair game then yeah no i just think that um what's the motivation because he's already got all the money but it's not even about money it's about, it about? control it's he's about got, if you have the money you you've control. got control no you have the you ha- he does have the money but now he then he also has the ability to um, I don't have this all figured out. Uh, it must be that like he feels that his toilet design that he's been working on for quite some time he has spent been. most of his money on. It must be related to the toilet design. It must be. I I just think that So because he wants people to be able to I'm not buying this whole billionaire f- philanthropist bullshit. No, nah, it's <laughs> fucking bullshit. I'm not buying any of it. What? Nobody designs toilets just because they're rich. That makes right. no sense. Right. And uh, what are you not buying about it? No, if you just you know you just claim to be this philanthropist who's trying to do like so much good for this world and trying to find a cure and this that and the other, I'm just not buying it. Doesn't I mean he does the like he invented. Does he though? I mean, really, if you had billions, would you not try and solve the issue of water usage? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that if you really had that much money, you did not, you can just go in and change the world. You don't have to do it in all these like bureaucratic ways that you're doing. It's overly elaborate. Yeah, I just think it's it's too like if you really that have that much money. First of all, no one should have that much money, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> that's why separate issue. That's why separate it's irrelevant. Issue. I just I just think that you know he his no, this like image money. that he's putting in front of us of this like I'm trying to help everyone is fake. Did you watch his uh, Netflix no. documentary? Oh well, I'm I don't. Bel- I think Bill. Ga- I think the whole. Th- you I mean the Netflix propaganda? Exactly. Thank you, Detfoss. Mm. He's on my side. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel. I don't understand. So any- you're, you're on his side, like you think he's he's. <laughs> oh, he's on. He's he's from America, man. Okay. He's on team team Gates. Uh, I just. Okay. Are you maybe on team Melinda? No, certainly not Team Melinda. Melinda Gates is a separate issue from Bill <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? I think Bill Gates is probably a more important figure overall than Melinda Ooh. Gates. And I think okay. Melinda Gates might take umbrage with that statement. Yeah. Uh, Bill very much tries... Like, his main agenda is to put... It into like it's the Melinda and Bill Gates mm, Foundation. Mm-hmm. It's That's not true. the Bill and Melinda Mel- Gates. Okay. That's true. Okay, but he's the dude who invented Windows. So I mean, I mean, Windows are nice. I really, I'm a fan of being able to see outside my mm-hmm. apartment mm. without having to actually open the door and go outside. And they're in- yeah, they yeah, can yeah. they can and insulate too. Living in Iceland, yeah. window weather. Oh, it's yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. If we know anything, it's mm. window weather. We enjoy dude. that window weather. Yeah. Yeah. So can you imagine yeah. like? the guy who invented doors it's the same thing like jim morrison <laughs> jim morrison multi-billionaire entrepreneur invents openings in walls that you can pass through the doors is it huge right yeah man if you can perceive them you can go through them exactly bill gates same thing with windows invents it's, windows it's like a cheaper version of a door isn't it smaller yeah. Small, yeah. 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 Sure. More. Maybe it's more energy efficient. Maybe it's more just sort of. That's uh, progress. Yeah. Know, that's that's the. Maybe uh, it's more costly efficient. Like mm. uh, it's uh, it, window doors for the poor. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to jump through. Right. <laughs> Again, no. helping the poor. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, I don't see the problem. So uh, I mean, you guys. Like, what, I'm really what torn is the, here. I don't understand what the argument is. My so argument he, he, is like you can portray yourself to be X, Y, and Z when your intention. It's not is portraying. Very he invented different. computers, and he he's got invent, all the money. Fair enough. He invented computers. He invented <laughs> yeah, software that has revolutionized how we do business yeah. and X, Y, and Z. But I still think that he's portraying himself as the savior for the world, which. I feel it's a front for, you know, all the backdoor dealings that we have no idea about. And we are in essence like 
enslaved to the vision that he has for this mm. world just because he has that much money this to write. I a, don't think this, he has a vision for this world. This is just a nerd who is kind of on the spectrum and had a great idea that I think there's happened. just some problems that he is trying to solve. I don't think so. And he's not like putting himself out there. He just happens to be one of the richest people in history. No, so like, like he's going to be I mean, in the spotlight. If you look you at know? his face, let's just, let's just do this objectively. If you look at his face, you know he's evil. Like there's there's evil in his face. I honestly, looks like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, like, exactly. But that's the that, image that they're you selling you. Like yeah, that's exactly. the whole thing, right? You so how you think, can you distrust you, this person? Are you are you that sheep? looks like this geeky nerd where uh. like that that one person has so much control over the world's economies and the flow of money which in the end rules the society that we live in. And I you don't, money. and you genuinely believe he has the best interests of the people of this world. I don't believe I'm he not, has that control. So, I'm not saying I that. I just don't think he's think purposefully he trying to con anybody. I think he's. Uh, I don't. I think. I what? So, all right. <laughs> what is you? Give me the details of this master plan regarding I coronavirus. No, I have no. So you know, I've you got have nothing. The, no, I have nothing. <laughs> no, I do have something. Like the thing is clearly like his um, his subsidiaries or his whatever they're working on a vaccine for this virus right there's there's funding okay. from him that is going into the treatment of this virus okay and clearly like you know there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around going around around how this virus came to be and this that and the other i think he's just another man cashing in on this opportunity selling it to us in the in the sense of i'm trying to save this world but really you're just trying to make money like so you'd rather he not work on a yeah i just cure for the virus that's yeah i just don't believe that man should have that much money that much power and that much influence to try and like that's a separate issue from a conspiracy theory regarding. He might this also have shit. Guy. Who knows? Maybe he, like he could have like tricked. Honestly, like I don't know. <laughs> My whole thing is, I think Bill Gates is an evil genius. Yeah, I mean, yeah. show I mean, me some he proof. He managed to get a three-part Netflix series. Show me some series. proof that he's not. He did get a whole three-part <laughs> Netflix <laughs> series <laughs> where he was can. he was sort of uh, pushing his agenda that he was this lovable man who had hamburgers from a shitty hamburger joint over there, and 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 we were we we swallowed this up. This was like an hour and a half of his. Uh, just propaganda going through through Netflix, and of course, I mean, I don't believe that kind of shit. I understand that that uh, an American such as yourself would would sort of just swallow it up whole and and say like Windows are amazing. I guess so. like I can see through them. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it's a bit deeper than that. Like in Windows, there's 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 chemicals in there. They are filtering out things that mind uh, control. Chemicals? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you ever seen chemtrails through a window? Yeah. I don't think so. So you don't have you don't have his plan though? You don't I know what I don't have his plan, but I just don't I just don't believe You don't, are a uh, I don't trust him. Definitely not. Him you are paid to be a scientist and you are cool with no empirical evidence. It's not about evidence. It's like I it's said about you, vibe and energy. There's no evidence for him being not bad. Exactly. And while you say you can't prove the negative, like what evidence do you have to show me that he has the world's best interest in heart? He's got the his foundation where he but donates. That, uh, foundations are always a front the, his for his toilet foundation <laughs> money. <laughs> They're always a front. Show me one foundation that has like a positive track record. And that's not just a front for like I mean, tax evasion. Look, I'm not an expert on foundations of any kind or <laughs> charity. I mean, but any charity. I'm, of I'm any an expert kind. on fountains. <laughs> Trevi, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very fond of of it when when they spurt up and 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 there's like shoot all over your neck and chest, yeah, sh- and, yeah. shoot all over me, and I I, I just take it <laughs> and I take it and smile. Oh my god. That's <laughs> You're better than that. No. This has been Never. Hot Snakes. <laughs> Catherine Sherlock, what is the last news item? Did we ever the finish evening? the last one about the pirates? Joe Perry no, goes we, to we start Aerosmith. We <laughs> they go on tour several times. They put out nine lives at a certain point. <laughs> Thank you.
Firelander, Snooze Dossier Type, The Moon, yes. Energy Field, Ooh. and otherwise. Oh. It was a full moon on the 7th of May, guys. What does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> Extra powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it all. <laughs> Dateline, May 7th, three days ago. There we go, on the full moon. All right. Super moon. <laughs> it was like orange super moon, Trisha moon. Scorpio or moon. something like that. Coming at you from the old uh, gray lady called interestingengineering.com. The moon vanished <gasps> in, 11, in 1110. Scientists may now know why. In Clouds. 1110. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock, mm. you're like eight That's steps a ahead of all of us. To say. <laughs> <laughs> almost a millennium ago, almost a millennium ago, the night sky turned dark as the moon completely disappeared from view, reports Fabienne Lang. How do you know what happened a hundred years ago? Oh, I hmm. think it's a lady. It's more than a hundred years ago. Dig it. Imagine a night sky without the bright guiding light of the moon. Now imagine that lasting for months, perhaps even years. This is what happened almost a millennium ago in 1110. And now scientists may have the reasons as to what caused this strange phenomenon. A new study by researchers at the University of Geneva in Switzerland. Uh, a terrible Eurovision entry this year from Switzerland. Yeah. Side <laughs> unfortunate. Side Very unfortunate. <laughs> Believes it's a combination of volcanic ash and sulfur, as well as colder weather that <gasps> led, to, Iceland? led to the moon disappearing from sight. Again, eight steps ahead. Hold on, Catherine. We're, we're going to catch up with you. Her name is not Sherlock, just for show. <laughs> a huge... I know. A huge upheaval occurred in Earth's atmosphere around a millennium ago. The skies turned dark after a massive cloud of sulfur-rich particles moved through the stratosphere, eventually landing down on Earth. Ice has been preserving this evidence for incredibly long time scales, which helps scientists pinpoint exact dates of events that are visible in the layers of an ice core. It's no easy feat, however. It's been confirmed that the moon's disappearing act did occur... But different theories have been put forward over the years as to why. Some assumed it was the sulfurous deposit left by a major 1104 eruption of Iceland's Hekla volcano that was to blame. I was just there, actually, by Hekla. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was actually investigating uh, Hekla you were for, taking for the story. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Any uh, conclusions or waiting for yeah, the we drove. we drove around it as much as we can, and uh, we found that the Icelandic... Uh, energy hydroelectric dam thing called Landsvirkjun uh, had uh, made roads all around had Hekla with uh, okay. with payment so you could get into the middle of the country uh, on a shitty Suzuki Swift so I think that's definitely somewhat related to the conspiracy that I'm hoping to unfold here mm. was that a plug for Suzuki by the way uh, certainly oh okay <laughs> Swift, Swift, Swift the, the finest Suzuki <laughs> Send the checks to info at the com. Internet. So, uh, so basically, they couldn't see the moon for how long? Apparently, for months, perhaps even years. Uh, that sounds like La Kakir, the, uh, the major Kizuta. eruption that was in the 1400s oh, in Icelandic well, history. Could be. Uh, it was actually one of those uh, things that was felt all over Europe uh, as in like famine and shit. Yeah, same thing uh, happened in the 1700s and perhaps started the French Revolution, correct? Ah, very nice. Yeah, yeah there was a cake shortage and uh, exactly. cakes were involved. Exactly. Shocking. But listen, table, slow your roll because there, another more recent research concluded that a time scale named the Greenland Ice Core Chronology of 2005 was showing the wrong dates for some of the events. The ice core information is what led the new research team led by Sebastian Guillet from the University of Geneva to deduce that it could not have been the Hecla volcano's eruption that led to that specific phenomenon. Take it back. Take it back right now. Well, I was doing uh, sort of general research. Oh, okay. General okay. research. <laughs> but how are they trying to... St- Trace stuff back that happened like a millennia ago. We don't even know what the Earth was like a millennia ago. That's what the uh, the glory of the ice cores, though. Do you want the actual answer or the the nonsense answer? Uh, please both. Both. <laughs> well, the actual answer is that you can you can discern what the atmospheric conditions were from uh, looking at the. Uh, 
the snow deposits in the glaciers. So if you go, okay. if you take ice cores like that go... To all the way back to a millennia? No, yep. way further than that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can You're go as far really... as the ice goes. Yep, so if okay. you know how, how okay. old the ice is, which is pretty easy to know you, from all sorts of measurements, uh, you can know sort of approximately what uh, time you are uh, measuring and you can figure out what the atmospheric conditions were. time is an illusion. <laughs> Yes. Hot snakes, hot snakes, Shrews, got some real hot snakes, hot snakes. That's right. Time is an illusion. <laughs> right. Time is an illusion. I don't know what y'all talking about. So the team then looked into medieval records that described dark lunar eclipses that could correspond to this event. The spectacular atmospheric optical phenomena associated with high-altitude volcanic aerosols have caught the attention of chroniclers since ancient times, the team writes in their paper. In particular, the reported brightness of lunar eclipses can be employed both to detect volcanic aerosols in the stratosphere and to quantify stratospheric optical depths. You know, it's a bunch of science speak, basically. Maybe those were the days the Earth stood still. Mm-hmm. Cause it didn't. Then that's why you didn't see the. Just them out today, one after the other. Just filled up with them. You're doing it to yourself. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> the researchers discovered that another volcanic eruption occurred in 1108, this time when Japan's Mount Asama erupted. Mm-hmm. Combining witness accounts and observation of tree ring formations and other historical documentation, the team suggests that this eruption could have led to the strange occurrence. Um, Mount Asama, by the way, Datafos, you have spent some time in Japan. Oh, I'm sure Asama-san. You've, you've yeah, been yeah. Uh, checking out... <laughs> Asama-san is... Uh, You've checked out the cores is a great there? mountain. Yeah. I actually took my own core samples there uh, because I wasn't quite certain about the accuracy of the measurements that the uh, Japanese scientists were taking. Uh-huh. Uh, they're quite good at what they do, but there is... A, I felt there was a... I could do it slightly better because... Okay. Uh, sure. Because it's me. Like, <laughs> you're Icelandic and you're the center no, of the... Uh, I mean, no, yeah. not really that. It's just like, I'm better at that than that. <laughs> what, erupting volcanoes? No, all things. Okay. Then the Japanese? Oh, everybody. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, it turns out these observations aren't proof enough to concretely say they lead to the occurrences. However... Putting all the different information together has led the scientists to believe these forgotten massive eruptions created huge consequences on humanity. Mm. I should have uh, done more of a period on that, but that's the end of the article. That's, <laughs> ah, that's the end. So, okay. uh, any final thoughts? The moon? Yeah. That was involved somehow? We're glad it's back, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, because it imbues us it. with energies. Well, I have to say, since we're on the yes, subject of us. the moon, I don't trust it. <gasps> Um, I mean, what do you mean? I think it's up to no good. Okay. Um, do, do, do you mean the CO2 that's like coming out of it now? No, I just like when you look at it in the sky, especially when it's clear skies, oh. it looks like it's up to no good. <laughs> it usually is. It's sending out these energies that's just throwing people off right, left, exactly. right, and center. Unless yeah, you know how to like, deal with it. Like it's hot snakes, hot snakes, hot snakes, hot snakes, hot snakes, hot snakes. And the ocean? It controls the ocean? Controls the, yeah, controls water. Mm, influences. Yeah. It's an influencer. <laughs> it's, on, it's, it's on the grams. <laughs> it's going it no filter on Tuesdays. <laughs> I it just it, I don't trust it, and it looks insidious. Well, mm, that's what we call an opinion that I don't agree with. Mm, well, <laughs> do, 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 do,
It's been another successful episode. I think we've really informed the people about things. Most, I really feel about. like we managed to di- uh, like really dig into the core of each one of these snooze pieces. I'm not pieces. sure what happened, to be honest. No. We uh, talked a lot about Aerosmith, surprisingly. Aerosmith really when ruled the day. When did that happen? Joe Perry, the pirate. Uh, oh. Who, <laughs> what? Who was really in- indirectly related to that. They never really tied it to that shipwreck. It was just like, there's a guy named Joe Maybe Perry. A, a descendant pirate. of Joe Perry from Aerosmith, yeah, mm, or that you know. I like that they're the same person, and he's still maybe, around. Maybe. He's definitely the same. He person. is a member of uh, Hollywood Vampires, the band with Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp. So yeah. you know, yeah, maybe that's literal. Mm. Gang, thanks so much for being here, Detefus. It's a real it's pleasure. Have you back, man. Yeah, it's great to have you back. I have to admit, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Please pull the microphone out of your mouth. Quite a few uh, <laughs> meets here, and I hope the mm. audience have enjoyed that. <laughs> ASMR sessions <laughs> with Dead Box. Trishma, yet again, you brought it. You brought something. You brought some misguided thoughts. Hot <laughs> takes. Uh, hot takes. Hot snakes. Thoughts and, are uh, thoughts. Thoughts are thought. That's. Hit it. Hot snakes follow, hot snakes follow, <laughs> Catherine Sherlock. Hello. You uh, continue to class up the room. I think if you weren't here, we would all be arrested by this point, is the impression that I'm getting. Or the FBI would be investigating or something like that. This has been a fucking disaster, but I love it. It's the snooze. Jay-Z here, signing off. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good evening. Good luck. Good night. Good night.